Backloggers, welcome to another bite-sized episode of the Backlog Breakdown. Um, this week it is going to have to be bite-sized. I'm on a bit of a time crunch here, uh, but it's okay because I just have a small thought for you guys. I was actually sitting in church um, on Sunday morning and my pastor is preaching on Acts 17. It's a pretty popular passage. If you, uh, if you are familiar with Acts, it's where Paul addresses Athens at the Areopagus. And he said something that made my mind, I, I was making these connections with certain video game, well, I guess it's in the title, you saw it, Persona 5, and, and really kind of the Persona series in general, but we'll get to that in just a second. Um, and, and so I just wanted to share that. I thought it'd be kind of a, a cool little nugget. Why not uh, go ahead and talk about, you know, how the things that we're studying as a church and how it relates to maybe a concept or two we've seen uh, in, in pop culture, in video games, and something like that. So um, as he is addressing the people of Athens, uh, in Acts 17, Paul says this in verses 24 through 25. He says, The God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. And so Paul is addressing the Athenians who have all these idols um, and they have this this idol to or this this area of of worship to an unknown god, and so Paul is telling them about this unknown god. He's saying, you know, this is the god of heaven and earth. This is Yahweh, but he's comparing and contrasting to what they are currently serving their idols, and he's showing how look these idols that you're serving, or you know, they live in these temples. They're, they're made by man, but the true god is not served by human hands. And so it, that's kind of like a, anach not anachronistic, I can't think of the right word, but it seems like an old world concept, right? We're not really that religious nowadays here in American culture, right? We don't, we're not bowing down before like physical idols that people are creating. But the more that I, I kind of thought about this, um, it's it's this idea that humanity is imbuing the power, like they are the ones actually creating these idols. It's not that these idols have power in and of themselves. It's that humans have have made them. Uh, there's a story in Isaiah, and I'll just go ahead and read it. It's uh, chapter 44, verses 12 through 20, where God talks about you know how how humans create idols out of a block of wood. He says, the ironsmith takes a cutting tool and works it over the coals. He fashions it with hammers and works it with his strong arm. He becomes hungry and his strength fails. He drinks no water and is faint. The carpenter stretches a line. He marks it out with a pencil. He shapes it with planes and marks it with a compass. He shapes it in the figure, figure of a man with the beauty of a man to dwell in a house. He cuts down cedars or he chooses a cypress tree or an oak and lets it grow among the trees of the forest. He plants a cedar and the rain nourishes it and it becomes fuel for a man. He takes a part of it and warms himself. He kindles a fire and bakes bread. Also, he makes a God and worships it. Also, you know, among all these other things, he makes a God and worships it. He makes it an idol and falls down before it. Half of it burns in the fire. Over the half he eats meat, he roasts it and is satisfied and he warms himself and says, aha, I'm warm, I've seen the fire. And the rest of it he makes into a God an idol and falls down to it and worships it. He prays to it and says, deliver me for you are my God. 
They know not, nor do they discern, for he's shut their eyes, so they cannot see in their hearts, so they cannot understand. No one considers, nor is their knowledge or discernment to say, half of it's burned in the fire. I also baked, baked bread on its coals. I roasted meat and have eaten. Shall I make the rest of it an abomination? Shall I fall down before a block of wood? He feeds on ashes. A deluded heart has led him astray, and he cannot deliver himself or say, is there not a lie in my right hand? So God is is openly mocking this idea that uh, uh, that there is any power in these idols that are carved by humanity, right? Half the tree you are burning so that you can cook your meal, and then the other half you're saying that there's a God living inside that. Um, so this this idea, like Paul is saying the same thing. He's being a bit more gentle than the prophet Isaiah is to the people of God um, because he's trying to appeal to the people in Athens, right? And he's saying, you know, I see you're religious. I see that you're worshiping these gods. Well, let me tell you about the true God who's not made by human hands. So again, I come back to this and, and I say, you know, it, nowadays it doesn't seem like, okay, we're not like building totem poles and falling down before them. Um, but I, I do see an analogy in a concept that I've seen in video games. And it's this concept of, um, like in Persona 5, the, the collective unconscious. I know that it comes from, uh, it's, it's, it's Jungian, you know, Carl Jung kind of had this idea of the collective unconscious, the idea that, that ideas themselves um, are, are gain power because of people believing in them. We see this also in something really simple, like almost every like Santa story that hinges upon the belief in Santa to grant him his powers. Like if you've ever seen the movie Elf, and if you haven't, I'm sorry, because it's a good movie. Um, but towards the end of that movie too, Santa like needs people to believe in him in order for his sleigh to get power. Um, and it's that, I mean, obviously that's a humorous version of this idea, but in Persona 5, you see that the collective unconscious is actually, um, it is actually giving power to these different beings uh, and these different ideas are gaining power because humanity believes in them. And so you're actively trying to, you know, get people to believe certain things and start rumors so that other deities, idols would gain power and that that's that's a key theme throughout the story and throughout the different uh personas that you're fighting that you're gathering to yourself and and side quests that you're going on and actually through a lot of the persona series that same idea of the collective unconscious of humanity giving power to these idols through belief in them not that these things have power in and of themselves but that humanity has to imbue them with power. And it's like Paul is saying here, these idols that you're serving, these things that you're going after, they need you to serve them. Likewise, nowadays, we have these, these ideas, that the idols that we go after, they're not physical, but maybe a lot of different things that we pursue with our lives, they need us to serve them. It's not like the one true God who is powerful over all, uh, who doesn't necessarily need humanity. He's created humanity. But these idols need us to serve them. So things like, you know, things that people pursue, right? So you've got something like fame, right? Fame is this idea 
that that people would love and adore you and worship you. Well, really, when you're when you're famous, you are beholden to those who are giving you your attention, right? You're at the mercy of the mob. You you don't have your own inherent power. You are beholden to them to give you that. You think of fortune, right? Money. You're you're, you're pursuing money with your life, riches, worldly riches. And, and we see nowadays, like, like you recognize that you're worshiping a fiat currency, right? It's something that we've all agreed um, is valuable. And, and we see how unstable that is with inflation and things like that. You know, it's, it's not that these things are inherently valuable. It's that we have said that they are. <laughs> it's that humanity has imbued it with power. And even, you know, like this podcast talks about video games and entertainment, similar to fame, entertainment needs an audience, right? Entertainment needs you more than you need it. And, and so even worshiping, going after with our lives, entertainment, it turns into self-worship when we take it out of its proper context. We talk a lot on the podcast about how we believe the best uh, rest is well-earned, that our recreation is important because it's part of our rhythms of work and rest. Um, but when we take that out of context and that like entertainment becomes the thing that we're going after with our lives, um, it's we're worshiping ourselves rather than living according to the way that God calls us to. So these these cultural idols sometimes they seem so powerful, right? Like these behemoths that that control the culture. But really, we were made for more, right? We were made. And we've been called to serve a God who doesn't need us the same way that these idols, they, they need us and they chew us up and spit us out, right? It's not that um, they care for us. It's that they need us as fuel for the fire, right? And our God, like Paul is talking about, he's greater. And yet Paul says that he's not far from any of us right? He's not this, this God who requires our worship and obedience just to grind us into dust, right? So that he can become more powerful. No, he, he, yes, he certainly commands everyone to, to worship him, to obey him, but he does so out of love for us because that's what we were created to do, right? He is all powerful. And yet, he invites us into his presence through the victory that Jesus has achieved over sin and death. So if you're far from him right now, or you're thinking about your life, and maybe you found that you place something else in front of him, whether it's video games, like we talk on the podcast, um, entertainment, or any other kind of life pursuit, I'd encourage you to listen to what Paul says um, when he finishes his talk to the Athenians. He says that the times of ignorance God has overlooked but now he commands all people everywhere to repent because he's fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he appointed. And of this, he's given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. So he invites you back into worship, into a proper way of worshiping him, of pursuing him with your life even now. And then lastly, I just wanted to go back to that Isaiah story where it talks about, you know, idols being made of wood. Right before that, um, God talks about his power and how he is different from these idols. In verses 9 through 11, he says, All who fashion idols are nothing, 
and the things they delight in do not profit. Their witnesses neither see nor know that they may be put to shame. Who fashions a god or casts an idol that is profitable for nothing? Right, self-worship. Behold, all his companions shall be put to shame, and the craftsmen are only human. Let them all assemble. Let them stand forth. They shall be terrified. They shall be put to shame together. Don't serve empty idols. Stop chasing after these, these things that don't satisfy, that you weren't created to do. Don't serve empty idols. They're worthless. They don't have the power you think they do. Serve the God who cares for you. Anyways, till next time, loggers, you keep beating down your backlogs, keep breaking down the benefits. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Backlog Breakdown. If you want to join in the conversation, you can email us at thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com or join our Facebook group, The Backlog Book Club, on Facebook. And on Twitter, our handle is at BBDownCast. Of course, you can also catch Nate and I on our social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and the GG app. I go by Broccolope, that's spelled B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E, and Nate goes by Nate underscore McKeever. Till next time, loggers, you keep beating down those backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits.